Well, I I am very happy to to be here with with my best mate Trent Daniel. My name's David. This little thing that we're doing at the moment has been uh, I think a baby of Trent's for a while. Who had this idea around uh, bringing together the, the best of men's health, men's fitness, uh, financial growth, career growth, and now it's I think it's taken us a little while, but we're now in a position where both of us feel we can engage around this topic and, and share some of the, the knowledge that we've got. Um, but so I'm, I'm really happy that we've you know, finally got this thing off the ground. I think you and I have got some interesting stories that we can share with the community out there. Um, I'm really keen to, uh, I guess, meet a few more people out um, in our circle and a few others and get them on here for a chat as well and just see where this thing goes. Hopefully we can add some value. Yeah, I think you're giving me too too much credit there, buddy. <laughs> um, fuck, I, uh, first first podcast episode uh, number one. Um, yeah, good evening. It's a whiskey for me. David's a bit dry tonight because he forgot his bottle. Um, but we are uh, kicking off the corporate muscle cast. Something as David was saying, we're tossing around, uh, exploring the hustling business performance. Um, men's health and fitness. So, guys, I'm Trent and Dave, both uh, best mates, former colleagues in management consulting and recruitment, careers in banking and finance. Uh, both have had, had exposure to the fitness industry. Um, myself as a um, amateur bodybuilder and powerlifter, and Dave from uh, being a gym owner and personal trainer. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring this together as a bit of a a chat together, uh, us together just shooting the breeze and talking about what's happening today in, in business and the world and what's affecting our lives as, as uh, yeah, well, really, we're pretty much middle-aged men now, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, scary a concept as that is, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm, shit, in five weeks I turn 40, so, yeah, cheers to that. Um. I guess what this podcast is really about and us getting together is, is kind of that thing of that saying, yeah, that the jack of all trades is a master of none. And it always pushes us to focus on becoming a specialist. Um, if you try and pursue too many things, it's you'll never succeed anywhere. What we've often found, and there's a bit of an extension to that saying, is that but oftentimes is better than a master of none, uh, one. So it kind of brings across the idea of the polymath. In some ways, you and I have almost lived that that polymath style life, getting across a lot of different topics, um, and it's given us the confidence <clears> to <throat> step out and do this. So, give us the the Trent story in in a short little short little spiel. The short spiel: twenty years um, from door to door sales to running sales teams in the jewellery industry and travelling around the world selling fine jewellery to hunkering down into a, a major bank, dealing with institutional and government customers to move their platforms around and upgrade them to the modern, modern era of internet banking in the year 2000 plus. Dabbling through that in various disciplines in banking before taking on my MBA and uh, jumping across into the, the world of management consulting. And it is not all house of lies <laughs> drug fueled parties and orgies. Small part of it. Small part. But many, many a late night 
working through client problems and case studies and um, bringing together solutions for our customers. Yeah, from there, as, as you know, I, I made the move uh, back into the banking sphere, spent some time as a stay-at-home dad, so this was kind of my early 30s. Took about nine months off to finish off my studies and be a stay-at-home dad before returning to banking. This time, again, with another, a large bank in Australia with looking after some of the larger um, corporates in the country and internationally. Then I took a big move to jump to the client side. And I think for that part of my career, you know, working in, in banking and finance, spending four years on the client side as the specialist looking after payment strategy for a leading telco. And that taught me a lot that I was missing having worked in the bank. When you're in the banks, you are blinded to what's outside of your immediate sphere of product influence, what you know and you sell. Working on the client side, getting exposure to all the different payment vendors that are trying to get you my business, our business. Learning the actual work that's required by company IT teams to integrate new platforms and make changes when they when the finance guys decide to change banks and change platforms. Um, starting to learn about the importance of customer experience through a payments process and how that, in, how that can impact the performance of a, not just a, a particular product, but a company. Really learning hands-on the principles of being a human-centered design sort of focus. Now, I worked in that client side for about four years and then beginning of last year, jumped back across the bank side again where... Now, it's funny, I, 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 even though this podcast is talking about being a generalist, being more of a polymath, there's a time before I left that telco where I had a, a bit of a mentor and leader to me say to me, uh, Trent, you've got to think about, do you want to be Mr. Payments or do you want to be more of a generalist across digital? Now, because I was working in a telco and... There's no future growth for a payment specialist in a telco. And I was at the top of the role that I could have in that specialization. My answer was, oh, I want to be a generalist. I don't want to just be in payments. When I left and got back into the banking side, being an ultra specialist, the banker I am today, I am purely focused on card payment platforms and technology and dealing with some of the largest companies and government bodies in the country. I learned or realized, I should say, the, the value that had come from spending that time on the client side, that perspective and insight that my peers didn't have. And it was recognized very quickly that all of a sudden I started to feel like, you know what, that's where I belong. I am Mr. Payments. So, yeah, while my career is kind of specialized, but it's, well, today, the role I mean, I should say, is specialized. It has come about through a generalist approach. But at the same time, I'm finding myself working on multiple different projects and, and different, having to wear many hats in, in my role, even to the point of playing lawyer <laughs> in, in reviewing and negotiating contract terms with major clients. And because we're not, not really engaging with a legal team or their tight, tight allocation of resources until you know, the last minute. It's been an interesting journey over the past 20 years and, I mean, similar for yourself. How have you gone from when we met 
back in 2004, I think it was. Finance graduate working in recruitment to where you are today. And I think there's, um, I really want there, if we can, to be some lessons in all of this, maybe for for some of the younger guys coming through that career-wise, you don't have to follow that linear private school path that's always, uh, well, I found, you know, going to school through the the 90s was was being pushed. Maybe, as you said, very similar to yourself, I'd moved around at the time. I thought were quite strategic moves, but probably still trying to jump around a little bit, trying to find my feet. Spent time in accounting and finance, doing the big global corporate thing, large accounting firms. They're amazing. They're fantastic places to to grow and develop. I think they give younger professionals a huge opportunity to get in front of clients and really kind of carve out a skill set, build confidence early, get used to presenting. Uh, they give you the confidence uh, to step in and do things like this and you know, kind of put yourself out there in a, in a more public form. But the the larger accounting firm thing just didn't gel with my need to uh, to make a difference, to be significant, to fall back on some of the you know, the, the Gallup and strengths terminology that we use from our time in, in that world. So I was always searching for something more, uh, an opportunity to be a bit more impactful. And uh, I mean, yeah, I think we're, you and I connected uh, primarily or, or really well was in that management consulting space. So that for me was a, a, a level up in terms of the the personalities and uh, corporate levels that we were dealing with, going from managing tax accounts and, and business consulting assignments for, you know, mid-sized enterprises to suddenly dealing with C-suite in, in listed companies. And uh, now that learn fast, it's a, a baptism of fire doing, doing that kind of stuff and being able to travel internationally through, you know, through Asia and the U.S., uh, but, but still through that, I was, you know, I was hankering for, for more coming back to that, you know, that, that need to make an impact. So I've stepped yeah. away from the corporate path a couple of times. It's, it's scary, um, but incredibly rewarding. And I think Mate, the big one mean, was the, the gym step. You're one of the biggest risk takers in my circle of friends that I know. I mean, the times you've stepped out from good lucrative career roles <clears throat> to start from scratch is something complete like blows my mind the things you've done to do to have that confidence in yourself to go and do it um many of us just don't have that the times i've done it it hasn't felt like that way i can actually remember when you and i were were living together uh, the first move the time i sort of moved out of corporate to go and get involved in the fitness business Um, i finished my final day at work and went for a run just to clear the head uh, and ended up standing on top of the Glazeville Bridge in Sydney, uh, pouring raining. And I swear somebody thought I was going to jump off and call the cops. And it was just a, just a really, really weird day. So I ended up talking to a couple of police officers at top of, uh, at top, top of the Glazeville Bridge yeah. in Sydney. That's your uh, oh fuck moment. Yeah, it was. But it, it was absolutely <laughs> that. You know, what have I done? Um, but the, the learning to the journey have been, you know, been incredible. So, and I mean, yeah, at this point, give a, a massive shout out to Steve Crowcroft and Dan Marshall down in, uh, in Sydney that you, you know, you were, you know, really well as well. Started that fitness business, um, you know, from doing individual personal training through group to suddenly doing bank teams, having your own personal studios in the space of a couple of, a couple of years was a, a big thing. Uh, moving out of that back into the consulting sphere and doing the MBA bit for a little while and, I guess, yeah, now to be doing what I'm doing. So a couple of years ago, I moved from Sydney, bounced up through Brisbane and ended up on the Sunshine Coast with family. Uh, that's been an incredibly rewarding move, but it gave me the space and a smaller economy to start a consulting business of my own. And the, 
I guess I'll caveat this with, I don't think through this you and I are, um, are calling ourselves the traditional polymath, you know, the, the, the genius status. It's not about that. No. But it's about just the ability to get across a number of disciplines. Um, and that's been the underlying principle for the business you know, I'm running and, and operating now. We, we work with uh, other business owners that have got a series of complex challenges. We find that what we're trying to do is help them reach their potential professionally and personally uh, and getting to know them. Always you find out there's this one little thing that's been hidden for years, whether it's a massive legal challenge or a massive financial challenge. Uh, it's either too costly to deal with, it's too embarrassing to deal with, or they've just shifted it. So what we've been able to do is kind of shape a, a group of professionals under the one roof that can dive in and do short, sharp legal projects or short, sharp finance projects, get the shitty, crappy issues dealt with um, and get back to helping people you know, reach their potential. And uh, I guess, yeah, not, not a boastful way, but, but to be able to say the last couple of years to have gone from a few hundred bucks a week in the in the bank bank account you know, pulling out almost as a wage to where we are now with a team and office presence and you know once this COVID thing finally uh, steps you know steps away the ability to travel oh, again around the country and do all that will be amazing but it's uh, the polymath label in, in that sense means quite a lot you know, to, to me in the business so um, as I said, I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. I'm looking forward to hearing more from a couple of our mates, other people that will contact, um, anyone that's engaging with this on the other side that have got great stories about uh, you know, around, you know, being a journalist and specialist journalists creating great things in that space. And, well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> while we're coming into that approach as well, I want to bring in guests where we can be interviewing people who are, have been successful in their own right, their own disciplines, be that in business or be that in fitness, um, sport, athletics, be that in sport business, Absolutely. You know, fashion, whatever it might be. You know, bring those people together, have conversations around their journey, their experiences. And if, I think what's happening today with COVID, how they're managing to push forward in this rapidly changing environment. I mean, in a way, we look at that, that whole polymath, polymath ideal is what the polymaths do, how they you know, engage in learning across uh, disparate fields, apply their links to connect ideas and, and solve problems in unique and different ways. And that's where that experience that you've had, I've had, and a lot of people we, we work with have had can, can bring together that diverse experience in their own lives to solve the problems we're seeing in today's society and what we're happening and how we're living and getting ahead in, in lockdowns and isolation and, and dealing with mental health and everything else going on. It's interesting. So let's take things from a purely corporate success point of view. You know, a lot of people are specialists and they keep working in their specialisation. In, in, in COVID 2020, the lockdowns, you know, we're working from home. No, you're going on public transport. We, we can if we really want to, but no one really wants to. We're having to adapt to a really rapidly changing environment. You don't have, uh, you can't have the water cooler conversation anymore. You're not just jumping into random meetings. You're everything's much more structured. You're working on Zoom video calls and teleconferences all day long. Your flow of work work items coming to you is, is different to the way it used to be, especially if you're in a, a knowledge worker sales kind of environment that isn't normally a structured, a very rigidly structured kind of role day to day. But what people are finding is that you're now in a situation where you need to wear many hats 
not only just to help solve your own new working life problems, but also in a way kind of proving your worth to your employer and the people you work with because there have been job cuts. There's been huge job cuts. And if you're, if you can add value outside of your core role, then you're more valuable to the employer. You're less likely to be cut than someone who's just focused on what they do and what they know. So what's interesting is that, so while we're all kind of in this environment right now of adapting to this new kind of place and having to wear these different hats and play these different roles, I think about even in my, my role where I'm today, you know, before, before COVID, um, you know, working in a big four bank as part of a large agile, it's called agile, I love the buzzwords in the banks, um, agile uh, team, we're working on, we're dedicated to a, a very large conglomerate account. Whilst all of us have been hired as specialists, from the start, we had to be working in ambiguous environments, ambiguous goals and tasks. Um, we had to wear many hats and work together doing things that we weren't normally doing. I mean, I've been working on projects that are even outside of banking altogether. The nuances of this this new world of work that we're living today, even before COVID struck us down. I think that's probably what, you know, where you're bringing, bringing together diverse experts in your business to provide that kind of result for your uh, your clients. You're also going to have a, a need to yourself wear many hats and operate as a polymath and then bring together your learnings from those different roles in the past and client problems you've dealt with and uh, from running your own business and businesses from gyms to personal training to bakeries to cafes and, and everything else. So I look at how we work, how we live, um, having a some sort of depth across multiple disciplines. First, we need to be all focusing on. Absolutely. And I'll be- I'd throw a question back to you. Uh, so, yeah, you've been the corporate muscle idea has been with you for, for a number of years, and so, again, yeah, it's kind of been your your baby. That was, so, that, yeah, that, 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 that was a joke. I mean, I, that was a joke to start. I mean, I was wanting to have an Instagram page, you know, and just to do something out in the social sphere that wasn't just you know your family photos. And you know, I was starting with a lot of my posts were around what I was doing in the gym, in my bodybuilding and getting on stage or moving to powerlifting and the food I was eating and my dieting, all this kind of thing. Um, but I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to bring in the element of the corporate piece to it because I'm a corporate guy. I'm a guy who's juggling a, a mid-senior career working at times up to 60 hour plus weeks. Um, not always that way, but that was where it was at times. Talking that with a family and trying to be succeeding in fitness as well. Oh, that's but, amazing. It's a great coming together of different, you know, different ideas. And uh, I think this will be an opportunity. Also, you know, nearly heading down the path there of asking, you know, who is this going to be good for? Um, I think both of us and with the guests that will have come through here as well, we've got an opportunity to help people, you know, muscle up, if you will, across their uh, their corporate life, their entrepreneurial life, their fitness life, their family life. It's, uh, I think we're really going to have some fun with this. Looking forward to it. Nah, me too, man. Well, let's make it a wrap, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, nice little uh, intro session tonight. 
that's it. Good quick chat. Uh, it'll be a big learning curve for you and I as we go through this experience with building this podcast and what we do from here and coming up with content. Yeah. And look, a shout out to anyone who actually tunes into this fucking thing. And you made it this far. Yeah. Cheers. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Look, I'll, um, I'll, you know, also there's a, from a very smart guy a couple of months ago that was uh, up on the coast and uh, very big in the social media space. And so the only difference between the four or 500 business owners that were sitting in this particular room that, you know, the night he was speaking um, and himself around the fear of getting out there and the fear of how they looked on social media or the fear of setting up a podcast was he just pressed record and kept pressing record. So I look forward to, you know, no matter rubbish, how rubbish or how amateurish the early sessions are, I look forward to coming back to this in a year with, uh, you know, a couple yep. of hundred different uh, podcasts and sessions under our belt. And we'll probably be looking pretty shit hot at that stage. But, uh, <laughs> build a community, get well, look, behind it, just keep to interact with people. So get involved. I mean, look, on, on that topic, you know, I've been listening to Tim Ferriss for years and he talks about his first podcast where, where rubbish or dog shit. He was just bumbling over the place like, like we have been. So... It takes time, take experience. And what's actually quite interesting, you mentioned that right now, is I've been listening to the um, Audible of uh, Seneca and um, And just last night I was listening to the 13th letter to Lachilius, which is on groundless fears. So I'm actually going to extend onto that topic in my own separate post, but uh, maybe we can talk about it more in the next podcast anyway. I would love so. to. It's, uh, some great content in there. All right. Cheers, dude. Thank you Enjoy all. the end of the whiskey. I'll have one for next time and we'll see everyone real soon.